Hey Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And together, we're taking you Inside Disney. Hello, my friends. Hello. 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 How is everybody? I'm so excited because, well, this past week was a huge week for the three of us because we got to hang out and shoot a little special something that's going to be coming soon. I got to meet Tony in real life for the first time. Very exciting. Listeners, he's a real person. He's not just a voice. (laughs) And he's lovely. And of course, I got to see Jeffrey again. We've spent so much time together lately. It's been amazing. I'd never met Tony in person before. Tony has been a a virtual friend for years now. So it was nice to make him an IRL friend. Yeah. It was so great to be back on the West Coast and so great to meet the two of you in real life. Jeffrey, I cannot believe that we haven't all been together before between (laughs) the D23s and the GMAs of it all, but it's so, so fun (laughs) to see everyone this week. Yes. Yes. Sherry, what else have you been up to other than your fabulous bachelorette party? Well, on Sundays this summer, I'm starting to teach a little kids dance class. And I mean like little, little, little kids, three-year-olds. They can barely walk and I'm teaching them ballet and hip hop. (laughs) It's very precious. And I made my playlist for the classes. We started last weekend and it is all Disney instrumental tracks and these kids, they don't need the lyrics. They know the words. They recognize the songs. They know every word to let it go. They know every word to a whole new, a whole new world. They know the classics. They know the new. I'm like so proud of these tiny little dancers. They are amazing. Aww. I hope to choreograph a dance with them to one of my favorite Disney songs. We'll see how it goes. We'll That's see. so cute. It's very cute. I love these kids. Aww. I feel I like really relate to them and they're three. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to my giddy optimism. <laughs> yes. 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 What have you guys been up to? You know what? I've still been sort of basking in the glow of our time at Avengers Campus. That yes. was so great. So fantastic. Tony, we miss you. We love you. We're sorry you were not there. I know, but it was, just you know, miss you guys. it was all the more shawarma for me. <laughs> like every day I'm like, oh, I just want that chicken sandwich again. Oh, so good. Uh, and, and a huge thank you to all of you out there who've watched the show. People were just so kind um, in their comments. Shout out to the fabulous Carly Wiesel, who said that the quality of the show looked like something that could actually be on television. So that's a huge, huge wow. credit to our the DCCR team who work with us and put that together. So that was great. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. Mm-hmm. Also, thanks to Shelly Godforin, I believe is how her last name is pronounced on Twitter, who loved all the puns last week on the audio podcast. I'm Sherry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure most of those were you. So uh, inspired by my company there and by go. our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to see Luca in, in advance of an upcoming guest who we have coming on the show. And mm. Sherry, you're right. It's all that and a bucket of tears and a mm-hmm. A box of laughs and a crate <laughs> a cone of, of joy gelato and a cone of gelato. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Tony, what about you? Other than enjoying well, our left coastness, enjoying the left coastness, enjoying this sun. But keeping to the theme of sneak peeks, I got to see 
the full second season of Love, Victor. Just in time for Pride Month, of course. Michael Cimino is the star of the show. It's so sweet, you guys. Uh, Season one left us on a cliffhanger and season two is chaotically awesome. So that's why I'm describing it. Ooh, I love that description. And of course, my new favorite Marvel series, Loki. Hello, so good. I have a lot of questions. Can't really say much right now, obviously. No spoilers, Um, no spoilers. And what a great way to tee up the one and only Loki himself, Tom Hiddleston, joining us later in the show. Could listen to him talk all day. He is such a great guest. So exciting to see the new series come to life. And you don't want to miss the interview. He, like, I mean, obviously he talks about Loki. He talks about secrets and... He talks about Miss Piggy, so mm-hmm. mm. do not want to miss that. But we got a lot of news, so let's get up to that first. Tony, how about you? First up, in a GMA exclusive reveal this week, the first trailer for the new 20th Century Studios film, Ron's Gone Wrong, was released. Did you get a chance to see this trailer? Yes. So cute. It looks so, so cute. If you miss it, it is on the YouTube, but it's an animated comedy which stars Zach Galifianakis, Jack Dylan Grazer, Olivia Coleman, Ed Helms, and Justice Smith. It's a touching and hilarious look at the budding friendship between a middle school boy and his faulty robot, Ron, <laughs> a new walking, talking, digitally connected device, which is supposed to be his quote, best friend out of the box. Ron's Gone Wrong is set to open in theaters worldwide on October 22nd. It looks super fun. And you know, October is basically tomorrow. So looking forward to this one. Oh. Ain't that the truth? The holidays are here. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) It does look super, super cute. Well, coming a little bit sooner on July 16th, Behind the Attraction will premiere on Disney+. Plus. Yay. We talked about the show before. It's actually executive produced by Dwayne Johnson, narrated by Paget Brewster. So the 10-part series goes behind the scenes on the making of some of your favorite attractions at Disney parks around the world. I was very, very lucky to be a part of the creation process of the show. I I was reviewing episodes, I feel like 17 years ago at this point. That is so cool. And you've kept this from us? I guess I have. I didn't really think so. It's really fun. It's obviously we all loved the Imagineering story. This gives you a little bit of a deeper dive into some of the specific attractions and even some of the lands that were created. Things like Jungle Cruise, Haunted Mansion, uh, the Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror, and its transformation to Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, Mm. Hall of Presidents, Space Mountain. The Disneyland Hotel one was fascinating to me. So I think that that's going to be a huge fan favorite. Plus some of our favorite pod guests are making appearances on the show, like uh, Imagineering President Bob Weiss, uh, Imagineer Scott Trowbridge, and the fabulous and now retired Imagineer Joe Rohde. So lots and lots of cool stuff on all the attractions or on many of the attractions on Behind the Attraction coming to Disney+. Plus. Ooh, I can't wait for that. Okay, well, if you like me, like eating, if you like traveling, well, if I you like, like you, yes. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> if you like me, <laughs> then I've got great news for you. Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, presented by Corksicle, begins July 15th. Yay! Jeffrey, I expect you to be there July 15th. <laughs> For usual. I mean, I'm going to be there July 13th just to prepare myself. <laughs> yes. Well, it runs through November 20th. There will be a full menu of new flavors and sips along with live entertainment, family activities, and more. 
Some fan favorite dishes at the global marketplaces will be from Hawaii, Australia, Germany, Canada, Greece, and there'll be new global marketplace concepts coming to Morocco, the American Adventure, and throughout the park in July. And there'll be even more marketplaces opening in the fall. So Jeffrey, you might want to just book a trip July 13th through November 20th, maybe 21st. So you have a full day of eating on the 20th. I know. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, guys, we're just moving my remote offices to Epcot. <laughs> I think that's what we have to do. And some other Walt Disney World Resort news. The Fabulous Parks blog and our friends there revealed a few more details about the Disney After Hours Boob Ash, which kicks off August 10th and runs through Halloween. You're favorite holiday only because it leads to Thanksgiving, which then leads to Christmas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be uh, from nine to midnight. And in some nights it runs uh, a little bit later, but there's going to be fun cavalcades. And, you know, I'm a cavalcade. I'm, I'm now a cavalcade connoisseur having uh, experienced <laughs> them on all my trips now to Walt Disney World. They are, it, they're so fun. They give you these great opportunities to see these characters and in these sort of like bite-sized bits, great character appearances, including Miss Carlotta at the Haunted Mansion Ooh. and the Cadaver Dance. I just yes. love, love them. Lots of other fun things, including Sherry, some very special <laughs> treats like the Apple <gasps> Ginger Dale. and a foolish mortal funnel cake so all sorts of fun stuff like that you can visit our friends at the parks blog to get more information fun well in news from our friends overseas shanghai disney resort unveiled a magical new in-park theatrical show it sounds awesome you guys it's mickey's storybook adventure it's debuting at walt disney grand theater as part of the fifth anniversary of the resort's grand opening It's going to premiere at a special anniversary celebration event on June 15th for invited guests. And then on the 16th, it's going to open to all park guests. It features, this is what I'm most excited about, one of the largest number of onstage performers of any indoor entertainment show at Shanghai Disneyland. Mm. I mean, for me, a show, the bigger, the better. (laughs) I'm very excited to see videos and pictures from this. And Sherry, did you happen to catch how many live vocalists there will be? I did. Guys, you're going to love this. They're going to be 23 live vocalists. Why 23, you ask? What significance does that have? You tell me. No idea. (laughs) No idea. (laughs) I just think they did it for D23, you know, just for us so that we could actually revel in the magic of it. Oh, and also there's going to be 23 beloved Disney characters on stage too. Our own storybook adventure. Yay. Yay. <laughs> well, speaking of adventures a little closer to home, honestly, sign me up for this one. I'm all in. Adventures by Disney has announced New England Vacations and the expansion of Private Adventures in 2022. So Mm. starting May of next year, Adventures by Disney will offer a brand new guided vacation to Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. Mm. And also coming in 2022, the newly introduced private adventures include Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, England, and France, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and Ireland. I know Sherry and I have been pitching Mm. inside Disney at sea very hard, Mm. but I think this might be our next campaign. I'm in. I'm in. Me (laughs) too. I did grow up in New England, so I have seen many of those places, but it's always nice to experience them with new friends. Aww. Aww. 
Well, I've got some news that is very cool. And for me, just like a little bit terrifying, but mostly cool. National Geographic announced their largest Shark Fest event yet. It kicks off Monday, July 5th across four networks and Disney Plus. Sharks wow. everywhere. Yes. I, 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 I want to take a bite out of that. competing puns oh my gosh you've left me with nothing (laughs) you have finished all of the shark puns there are (laughs) really good oh boy okay anyway so shark fest it's going to feature a supersized six weeks of programming featuring over 21 hours of new premieres 60 hours of enhanced content and a treasure trove of archival footage it'll be on national geographic nat geo wild nat geo mundo and for the first time disney plus is going to stream the content for fans all over again beginning july 9th so part of the kickoff night there's a whole lot of programming you got to check it out i am (laughs) most intrigued by shark beach with chris hemsworth this is a Uh, one hour special mm -hmm. yes we'll watch tune in And he's on a mission to discover how we can live more harmoniously with sharks after an increase in local shark attacks along the coast of Australia. So he's actually going to take a shark dive with a conservationist to experience firsthand the awe and the beauty of nurse sharks. Sounds cool and terrifying, as I mentioned earlier. So check that out. There's a ton of programming that will be happening throughout Shark Fest, and it will all end with a finale on Disney Plus called Playing with Sharks. Do not try that at home. And if you want to learn more about Shark Beach with Chris Hemsworth, Jeffrey, you've got a little some, something special for us in Disney 23 Magazine. Tell us all about it. I, I did happen to interview the fabulous Chris Hemsworth all about it. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot about Chris Hemsworth and sharks. Wow. And beaches and fests. I bet you and Chris go way back per <laughs> usual. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> if and when we get to interview him, you will already know him. So we'll have that connection. There you go. We're besties now. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I have some Helen Mirren news for you guys. Dame Helen Mirren, I should say. Ah, Uh, Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to be narrating the ABC non-scripted wildlife comedy, When Nature Calls, which looks at the funny things animals get up to in the wild, such as surprising sounds that come out of the mouths of majestic beasts teeny tiny frogs, and beatboxing badgers. Hmm. Super fun. That's actually my nickname. <laughs> I'm teeny tiny frogs. <laughs> and I'll just take majestic beast while we're at it. So. <laughs> there we go. Oh my gosh. A new trio. When Nature Calls, narrated by Dame Helen Mirren, premieres Thursday, June 24th on ABC. Well, coming a little bit sooner, you know what we have. Tell us, tell us. We have five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at D23, the official Disney fan club. For complete details, please visit D23.com. Jeffrey, first up is The Happiest (laughs) Millionaire, which on Friday, June 11th, will be new to the Disney Plus library. I mean, it is such a lovely, lovely movie. Disney legend Fred McMurray. It's got all the feels, it's got all the magic, and it's on Disney+. Plus. Also on Disney+, Plus, it's the season two premiere of Zenimation on Ooh. Friday. So get ready to chill, unplug, relax, and refresh your senses with the soundscapes of this tribute to the visual and sound artists who have created Disney Animation's legacy of films. Sounds mm. great for a chill weekend. I'm in, I'm in. 
perhaps a little less chill because I've seen the show. <laughs> Season two on Saturday of The Owl House kicks Ooh. off on Disney Channel. My niece loves this. I mean, my it's on Disney Channel, so I pretty much, it's like the box is already checked for Dylan to love that, but here you go. <laughs> You've got little ones, 10 a.m. Eastern on Disney Channel, Owl House Season 2. And on an ABC, June 13th at 9 p.m., a new episode of The Chase premieres. The fast-paced quiz show also features Jeopardy, the greatest of all times, James Halshauer, Ken Jennings, and Brad Rutter as chasers. And my gal pal, Sarah Haynes from The View, is returning as host. Sweet. Well, also on Sunday the 13th at 10 p.m. and then at 10.30 will be two episodes of Breaking Bobby Bones on National Geographic. So I love Bobby Bones. I think he's great on American Idol. And this show, it's surprising because you just get to see such a different side of him. So Mm. enjoy. On to our guest. For Disney, he was a young Captain Hook in The Pirate Fairy and the great escapo in Muppets Most Wanted, but we all know and love him as the deviously delightful god of mischief in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And now that charismatic character has his own series on Disney+, Plus, appropriately named after him, Loki. Please welcome to the show the incredible Tom Hiddleston. Yay! Thank you you very much. Listen, I'm so honored by that particular introduction. So the shout outs for the Pirate Fairy and the Great Escapo. The Great Escapo may be the greatest moment of my career. Maybe that may be it. Like, you know, I was sharing a stage with Kermit the Frog. I don't know if it gets, if that, that may be the peak, don't you think? We, we well, had him on the podcast of, about a year ago and trust us, that was one of our ultimate interviews. So I'm with you. I actually was starstruck that day that I forgot my line. <laughs> I love that. Well, that's the thing about all things Disney, every project is like, you feel like you're peaking, including, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is my experience too. Uh, but I yeah. want to get right into Loki. Tom, I'm going to ask you, when you were first approached about Loki having his own series on Disney+, Plus, how did all that go down? And what was your reaction to first hearing about the idea of doing it? I was surprised and delighted and confused. because, uh, uh, I mean, I was genuinely surprised and absolutely delighted and very excited. And then, but also I found out around the time of the release of Avengers Infinity War. And anyone who's seen that film will know what happens to Loki in the opening scene of that film. So I wondered exactly how we were gonna get him out of that particular spot, Um, given that it felt quite conclusive, you know, it's uh, he has a rough day, let's put it that way, um, <laughs> with the purple guy, the purple guy who wants all with the glove and everything. Yeah, I was always also like, how do we do this? How? What happens now? How? When? Are you sure? <laughs> These were questions I had in my head, but I was so honoured that they that that Kevin Feige and Luis Esposito, the presidents co-presidents of Marvel Studios had called me up and had this idea and the engine, I suppose, of Disney Plus was warming up and getting into gear. Marvel Studios knew that they were wanted to contribute to Disney Plus in a, in a real way. And that Loki was an idea that they, they wanted to explore all the aspects of Loki that had somehow never been explored because there wasn't time in the Thor movies or in the Avengers movies. And then we had a really enjoyable summer in 2018, kind of scratching our heads, thinking, what do we do? How do we, we've got this amazing character, 
full of so much complexity. He's so much fun, he's playful, he's charismatic, he's charming, he's witty, you know, he's mischievous. He's also, that's covering a lot of vulnerability and sort of profound feeling and grief and loss and loneliness. It's just this fascinating cocktail. And where do we put him? What's the story? Who's he with? Where do we go? And it was a really amazing time of just imagining the possibilities. Well, I feel like a lot of us have really grown to not just love, but also respect Loki come Infinity War. And in this series, Loki is kind of an earlier, maybe less evolved version of himself. So what was it like to basically devolve the character? And do you think we're going to fall in love with him all over again? Well, that's a very good question. It was, uh, it was interesting because I had to go back and think about it. I thought it was brilliant and fascinating that the audience would have more information about Loki than Loki at this point because they've seen his future. So this Loki is the guy who got to the end of the first Avengers film, lost, got smashed by the Hulk like a rag doll, and then in Endgame, in the sort of the, the past that's not the past because of the future Avengers, I haven't explained that very well, but you know what I mean. He picks up the Tesseract and he disappears. And so this is the guy from 2012. This Loki has not experienced the events of the Dark World and Ragnarok and Infinity War. He hasn't gone on this arc of redemption and catharsis. He hasn't had those deep conversations with his brother. He hasn't lost his mother. He hasn't lost his father. He hasn't understood various things about perhaps his nature and um, and made peace with his brother and all that kind of interesting reconciliation that happens in Thor Ragnarok. But Loki is confronted by, as a kind of chaotic being, he's confronted by an institution that represents order, the TVA. And the TVA are in charge of the order of time, making sure that reality unfolds as it should and uh, running along tracks of its predetermined decisions. So seeing this character who you know confronted by a situation he doesn't know, I think reveals aspects about Loki which he doesn't yet know, which maybe the audience do know, which then sort of impel him on a journey of discovery, which contains even more possibility than ever. Whether or not you'll fall in love with him all over again is probably a matter of personal taste. Um, <laughs> but I hope you do. He's definitely dear to my heart. He's deeply flawed and his own worst enemy, but in lots of ways. He's still the god of mischief. And if you look up mischief in the dictionary, the one of the first things, at least the dictionary I had, says something like noun, abstract, inclination to playfulness. So if you like playfulness, then maybe you like Loki. Love that. It's a great answer. Now, we obviously don't know, we don't know anything about the show right now. None of us have seen it, but we don't know where it's going to end up. Should it end up in a place that's possible, would you want to go back to do another film for the MCU? Well, here's the thing. I have said goodbye to this character before. I have said hello again to this character before. And then I said goodbye again and hello again and so on and so forth. So it's one of those things where I have decided to surrender any, <laughs> any kind of idea that I may or may not be continuing because I really thought after Infinity War, 
that was it. Goodbye, good luck, thank you, it was fun. <laughs> I'm hanging up my boots and here I am again. So it's like at this point in time, I'm open to anything and I'm just happy I'm still here. Moving on, you have some incredible co-stars, including Owen Wilson, obviously. Yes. Uh, what was it like working on set together? And I can't imagine you guys getting much done uh, with this fun <laughs> cast of characters, but if there's any memorable stories you can share, we'd love to hear them, but would love to hear what life was like on set for the series. Well, it was, it was so fun. I mean, it, we have an amazing, amazing cast. Owen Wilson, Wumi Masaku, Gugu Mbata Raw, and others who will reveal themselves in due course. But yeah, Owen, Owen plays Mobius. Mobius is a, like a TVA analyst, a kind of detective, and he's almost an expert in Loki. He knows more about Loki than Loki does. He's just so brilliant and playful and witty and inventive. We had a, we had a really good time. I understand what you mean about kind of not getting anything done because we just would, He's just a very playful, we would just constantly like be messing around and coming up with stuff and he would improvise and, but we did, we, we managed it somehow. He's a very, actually a very kind of curious guy, Owen. He's really like interested in lots of different things and he's a very keen tennis player as well. We once managed to find a, a tennis court on a weekend and, and have a hit, but it was no different really from like what it was like on set, it was just, you know, you try and put some spin on the ball and he's going to return it in a place he didn't quite expect. That was what it was like working with him, but it was a pleasure. He brought just a kind of injected this whole new wave of fresh energy into the world of Loki and the world of the MCU. I can't wait for everyone to see what he's done. Wow. A Lightning McQueen Loki crossover is what I'm sensing and I am here for it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So your show, it's the third Marvel Studios show on Disney+. Plus. Did you get a chance to watch WandaVision and or The Falcon and the Winter Soldier? If so, what did you think? Yes, I, I did. I watched them both. I thought they were amazing. Gosh, I was so, so happy and thrilled for, for Lizzie and Paul and Anthony and Sebastian and everybody else involved. I know like Catherine Hahn and Tiana Paris and because it all feeds into the next I think it feeds into the next, the multiverse in ways that um, I don't fully understand yet, but I'm sure I will. <laughs> um, and then in, in Falcon Winter Soldier, well, really in both of them, I, I thought to take them in isolation, WandaVision was such an extraordinary development of the relationship between those two characters. It worked metaphorically because it was a series about grief and the personal nature of grief and being able to kind of live inside Wanda's mind with her and find it very moving. And I thought Jack Schaefer and, and, and the writing team did such an extraordinary job of folding that into this highly stylized concept about television and imagination and what it's like in the mind. And it was really brilliant and dazzling performances. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier, I thought we just took the natural chemistry that that Anthony, Mackie and Sebastian Stan have, and they clearly have had for years. And they, you know, they sort of took that on and built something around it. But also it was extraordinary kind of way of talking about some very contemporary things going on in America and what it means to be Captain America and wrestling with the idea of that. And um, 
Wyatt Russell. Seeing how the, the idea of who should carry the shield and what it means to carry it and the responsibility of it and, and the understanding of the profundity of the symbol and, and who gets to represent America and why. I thought it was really deftly handled inside like this amazing kind of infectious energy that, that Anthony and Sebastian have. So yeah, congratulations to everyone on their work. It's quite something to follow those two shows, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> you mentioned a few of your fellow cast members and Avengers. Over the last year, obviously Zoom has become a huge part of our lives as it is in this moment. Did you stay in touch with any of your Avenger co-stars via Zoom? We imagine the world's mightiest Zooms taking place. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, the other day, actually, I did a Zoom with the four of them, with Lizzie Olsen, Paul Bettany, Anthony Mackie, and Sebastian Stan, which was kind of, as you'd expect, a kind of cocktail of different uh, characters. And uh, I remember I was in touch with Chris Hemsworth a little bit, partly because I was thinking of, I was in, in Atlanta and we were making Loki and there were certain things happening in the story that made me think of him. And they were just about to go into production on Thor, Love and Thunder in Australia. But Australia was kind of doing really well with the pandemic and they were up and they were sort of out in the open. And yeah, so I, I don't know if I Zoomed Chris ever, but we were in touch. We messaged each other. We sent each other very kind of, I've known Chris a long time. Speaking of keeping in touch, we saw the video of Miss Piggy cuddling up with you at the BAFTAs in 2012, once upon a time. <laughs> Have you stayed in touch with Miss Piggy? <laughs> you know, I am ashamed to say I haven't. And I don't know how Miss Piggy feels about this. I feel embarrassed right now just, just thinking about it because, you know, what's the point in making connections if you're not going to sustain them? But, you know, Miss Piggy's got a busy schedule. I know she's got lots of friends and appointments to keep and places to be. And she's a big star. Miss Piggy is a big star. She's got bigger fish to fry than me. I like to think that in that moment, you know, we shared something real. At least I choose to see it that way. I'm sure, you know, everybody thinks that because she's so charismatic that people are just kind of dazzled by her as I was. So it's a memory that I will treasure for the rest of my life. But yeah, if you have her, if you have her phone number or email address, you know, do send it my way. So <laughs> it's been a while. We'll um, be sure to get you two connected. Well, long. Tom. It has been so fun talking to you. We are all low-key starstruck. Had to sneak that in. <laughs> but we're sadly to our last question, which we ask all of our guests to cap off every interview. What is your favorite Disney memory? Oh, goodness. My favorite Disney memory is just The Jungle Book. I love that film so much. And... I must have seen it when I was very, very small. It's interesting, I have so many Disney memories and that the, the words, the jungle book, were just like fighting their way to the top of my brain and out my mouth. I sort of feel I learned everything I need to know about life from the jungle book. <laughs> it kind of like, it was such, it had made such an impression on my mind as a child. I loved Baloo, I just loved him and I still do and sometimes he's still right. And all you need is the bare necessities. You do need Bagheera as well. 
I have learned. <laughs> um, and the combination of Baloo and Bagheera are, you know, if you can get both influences in your life, you know, if you can accomplish stuff and kind of be on time and take responsibility, that's great. That's Bagheera. And, but if you remember to dance, if there's a hula sort of like a, yeah, there's some sort of skirt and a coconut that you can stick on your face, so much the better. If you can dance to jazz and just try to relax. What does he say? So just try to relax in my backyard. If you act like that bee acts, man, you're working too hard. So don't spend your time looking around for something you want that can't be found. Bom bom, when you find out, you can live without it and go along not thinking about it. It's a winner. Um, if you're ever a bit stressed, think of Baloo and everything will be fine. Wow. I did not know we were going to get a musical performance out of this, too. So <laughs> yeah, what a treat. Oh, I? <laughs> Thank you so much, Tom. Uh, this was amazing. Thank and congratulations you. on Loki. Well, I hope you like it. It's cool. It's fun. It's new. It's different. It's kind of the same, but different at the same time. I'll leave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> a great tease. Yeah, love it. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you. Well, my biggest takeaway there is Loki is going to be awesome. And yes. we need to set up a Miss Piggy reunion. <laughs> yes. Love that. I agree. Tom, Miss Piggy, we're going to make it happen. Bringing them together here on D23 Inside Disney. It is on. Well, thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Do not forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And thanks so much to all of you who do do that already. And if you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.